Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Andrew, Shane and Lee. And uh, we're just going to do a quick recap of the World Cup fixtures. So we've just seen the last round of fixtures with the, uh, the quarterfinals. Um, we'll just start off with the, the Netherlands and Argentina game. Um, the referee for a start was just unbelievable. He was, he was a comedian, to be honest. He was shocking. But Andrew, I'll just start with you, mate. Did you... Uh, is that how you thought it was going to play out? Did you see Argentina getting through that fi- round of fixtures before beforehand, and you surprised in the manner at which it happened? Like, I mean, when we started this whole series, I I thought Argentina would be the winner. Um, not like that. I I didn't think there would be shenanigans involved. Um, mm. I just thought it was more of like a team of destiny, and like Ronaldo flaming out so hard made me kind of think the universe was balancing towards Messi at yeah. this point in time and he's just going to finally nab that white whale but yeah. uh yeah that ref i mean it kind of makes you appreciate the premier league you know, pete shamuel <laughs> a little bit more just for comparison yeah it was bad it was just shocking i think he gave out 14 yellow cards or something ridiculous and well, Weghorst got booked before he even came on um and then dumfries got sent off after the penalty shootout when netherlands have just been beaten like what the hell how does that make sense um Established dominance. Yeah, yeah, probably, but he's just a freak, isn't he? Shane, what, what's your thoughts on that game there, mate? I loved it. Those, those, for the neutral to be watching it, all the kick-offs and stuff like that. Yeah. I think, like you say, the, the direct takes it too far in that game. I, t- I think, I'm not sure if it's 100% right, I think the, the, one of the last games that um, was notable that he done was it a, may, might have been a Portugal-Netherlands game or something. Yeah. And there was about the same amount of cards he'd give out in that game as well. Yeah. Um, and he's just mental, isn't he? Not yeah, I, he gave um, I, I give Argentina's assistant coach a yellow card. That's Samuel, who used <laughs> to play for Inter. Yeah. He got he got in there. He got a card as well. But yeah, I think like Andrew said, it feels like with Argentina that it could just be like in the star sort of thing for Messi. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. I, I, I think look, looking at the fixtures as well, I think if the two, you know, of Argentina and France go through, I, I fancy Argentina over France after watching them against England. But, um, you know, with the, with the breakout players of like Enzo, Enzo Perez and um, Fernandez, sorry. Yeah. Um, players like that, it's, you know, it's always going to make it a lot easier. And they haven't even been out, like, outstanding in any of the games either. With the likes of like Portugal and Spain and England winning the margins that they won by, they, they sort of like scrape through sort of thing. But like yeah. you say, you, you only need that one man. Yeah, certainly do. Lee, what's your thoughts there, mate? And what did you think when the, uh, I think it was the Argentinian fellow was booting the ball at the uh, Netherlands bench and the all came stolen on the pitch? It was funny, Lee. I, I loved it, mate. I'm like Shane, it was just a throwback to a game years ago. Yeah. Like, well, so what it was like years ago, I should say. But yeah, <laughs> I just loved it, mate. I think the, I think it got out of control, though, and it got a bit out of hand. Like, especially the, the way the Argentinian players celebrate, it depends. <laughs> that was like right. Like, you, you see that? Have you seen the still of it? With like yeah. six of them just looking at the floor of the bottom I think it did go <laughs> a bit too far, but you'd expect that with these South Americans. They've got that passion, haven't they? Yeah, definitely have. Yeah, I don't see oh, enough of that actually. Everything's a bit too friendly now in football. In well, my opinion, Holland tried to give it to them, and they just retaliated in the end, didn't they? 
Mm. It's just got out of hand. It's yeah. like with the, uh, with the Brazilians, with the dancing. Like, I don't know why everyone got so, like, pent up and, like, angry about it. It's like, like you say, it's, it's the Latin Americans. They just love it, don't they? Yeah. They, they're, they're in, yeah, they're enjoying it. And I think back of the mind, you know, it's winding up. It's like with the Charleston when we had them with the pigeon dancing, it was just <laughs> pandemonium any time he thought it. Or Mina with the dancing, like the famously against the uh, Wofford and they all started yeah. kicking off. Yeah. Uh, but do you, do you think that when, um, who was it that, who was it that kicked the ball? Um, I'm stumped now but do, do you think uh, that was a, like a, he should have been red ca- I thought it was a red card as soon as he'd done it mate. but I think well, it might have been because it never the, hits anyone yeah the tackle was a yellow card in itself like and then doing that was should have been another yellow in my in my opinion like but I mean Jeff all meant it because you're looking at him sorry John yeah. you look at him he's actually it's not like he just swivels on it he actually turns around and looks yeah. and full power it. yeah Full oh, I went into the fucking bench. <laughs> so he knew what he was doing. I, yeah. I agree with you there. He should have probably been sent off for that, to be fair. Mm. Especially when you consider the tackle as well. Yeah, the tackle. I think was, it, was, yeah. it was crazy as well with the stuff with uh, Emmy Martinez after the game, the stuff he was saying about Netherlands and the ref. And then he said... Um, Said that said that after the game, he said that uh, Van, Van I was stood next to the Netherlands players and Van Gaal, and I heard him saying that uh, we've took this to pens now, we're better, we've got this. And he said, yeah. uh, I think Van Gaal needs to shut his mouth. He said, <laughs> 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 like, He's got yeah. the weirdest accent as well, ever as well. Like he has, South American, it's rather strange, like, yeah, yeah, really weird. He played a blind the blind in Netherlands, like... though. I don't think was on the pitch. They're pointing. Cumin. Yeah. That's yeah. insanity. It's ridiculous. Just burn yeah. it down. They just well, he left between these he two fellas. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, they left all the stuff. He's been there he about four the, times. Yeah. yeah, he left for the Barca job, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Just ridiculous. But, the yeah. amount of talent they've wasted just on those two fellas alone. It's a joke. Like, <laughs> give someone else a chance. Um. Yeah, so Argentina going through there after winning on penalties, um, and then the next game in that in that on the same side of the table there was Croatia and Brazil. I missed this game. Um, Lee, start me off on that one, mate. Did you watch it yourself on that one? Well, I was in work, so I was seeing bits of it, and you could yeah. just see Croatia just played a blinded all game. I thought they were just—I mm-hmm. mean, it wasn't the best football to watch, but mate, it's effective. Yeah, like Brazil have probably been. All oh, right, they got beat by Cameroon, but they changed the whole squad. Mm. They've probably been the most consistent team until that Cameroon game where that they did make eleven changes, didn't they? For the yeah. last group mm. game, yeah. they've been quite solid throughout, and to just stifle them, and obviously, and even go behind as well in extra mm. time and then come back. Yeah, unbelievable, brilliant. Um, so, Andrew, I didn't actually get to watch the full ninety, but. From what I could see when I was like serving people and stuff, mm. and just watching it for a few minutes, it yeah. looked like the, the game plan worked perfectly. Yeah, definitely. So, just too experienced. Like, do, do them. Yeah, yeah, got a lot of experience there, Andrew. If they were to win the World Cup, Croatia, would you, would you say, do you know what, fair play to them, they deserved it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, not giving up in that match, like what was it, a hundred plus minutes. When yeah. they got their equalizer. Mm. Now, honestly, I think Brazil gave that one away. If they had just sat deep, like I think they could have 
help him off for sure. They were playing way too far forward. Yeah. Like all players in front of the half line, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But that persistence, that never say die, got to give it to him. Modric is a goddamn wizard. Yeah, Like that yeah. dude doesn't make sense. And he's not, I mean, he's still pacey as hell, mm-hmm. but his just technical ability is nearly unparalleled. Yeah. It's, it's Especially just... for his age. Yeah, his football and brain is is just incredible. Like he, he doesn't yeah. need like a young man's body because he doesn't rely on fitness at all. He's, he's just so clever yeah. and just yeah, just a genius. That outside the boot pass of his is just, yeah. I mean, it's like you know Mike Tyson's lever punch. Like that's yeah. all you need is trademark. The one. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. and it was you know what? Blast from the past. Rafa tried to tell him to quit it. He tried <laughs> to coach it out of him. Yeah, I'm Way not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> just, just quickly on Modric though I, don't, I haven't seen him play a bad pass all tournament and I have yeah. watched most of the games to be fair mm. he is just as Andrew said he is a wizard yeah. or John whoever said that he is, absolute yeah. wizard he is um, they, they've just got a solid team like that midfield especially Modric Brozovic Kovacic just brilliant like Shane what's your thoughts on, on their mate and you know, we've seen them get to a, a final a couple of years back. So, it's just do we need to start giving them a bit more credit? Like, I think so. I think that they're always considered as like underdogs, and they probably are always going to be under the likes of like Brazil and France and Argentina and that. But I, I think they're the prime example of where games can be won in midfield. Yeah, like you say, when you've got those three players, and and it's like the whole meme of like. They've got dog in them, do you know what I mean? Like they're just <laughs> all of them. He's yeah. like, you wouldn't want to be scrapping against that Brozovic. And it's like you you get you get in the pistol car of you with Modric as well. Like you yeah. say, I mean, he's he's gotta be held up there now with in the conversation as Javi and any Astra thing as yeah, well. Definitely. Yeah. Um, he, for me he's he's one of the best midfielders ever, in my opinion, Modric. He's just he is that good and he fully deserved his Ballon d'Or a few years back. He, I think he's tremendous. And he's only getting yeah. better as well. Like he, he might be better now than when he when he won the Ballon d'Or, which is just weird. Like it's just so strange. Um, I think it's when like te- where if if teams can, especially with Ancelotti, where he he had that AC Milan team with the age like you know aging players in there and stuff. Yeah, if you can cater towards them to play like to to use them. I mean Milan using like Ibrahimovic as well, like. Yeah, it it can, it can be effective. I mean, and like you said, it, like in the you know Pe- Pepe's turning forty next year. Yeah, he's still play. He's still starting for Portugal, and your Thiago Silva's thirty-seven. Yeah, the players can be useful. I think we're just stuck in a in a time now as well where everyone's so obsessed with like potential over, you know. I mean, what we've got now, yeah. With uh, Everton as well, like when we signed Gareth Barry and everyone, like that's the, I think at the start, like a lot of people were like, he's old, he's like his pastor or whatever, yeah. or it's like those old dads are always dead useful in, in mm. a team. Yeah, there's this myth like as soon as you hit 30, like you should just retire. It's it's just ridiculous, but Modric is prime example of that, just just keeps getting better. Um, Andrew, very disappointed in Brazil. They, they were my picks to win the whole thing, but um, they just couldn't. I mean, they they looked good in certain games, but when it mattered, they just just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I just I 
I love the joy that they play with no matter what. Uh, it's kind of like your favorite football team's favorite football team. Yeah. I think. Um, and it's just what you think of when you think of the game, at least in the US. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly like exciting to watch and mm-hmm. just you just love like they love football and the whole Jogger Benito type style is just brilliant. But Lee, yeah, some other team goals. I mean, the one that Richie yeah. scored off of that move, just oh. like you look at it, it's like that's beautiful to watch. Yeah. Really nice, and that everyone knows what their role is, where they're going to be, not where yeah. they are. The anti Everton, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> this is why I've enjoyed the World Cup just to get yeah. a little break from that. Um, Lee, are you disappointed in Brazil as well? Because I mean, look at the squad, they've got arguably, you know, probably the best squad in the tournament, even probably more, more squad depth than what France have. So, just disappointed with them, really. They should have at least got to the semis, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they just come up against. I was just, I was going to point out what Shane said about that midfield of Croatia. He just came up against a really stubborn team who was street wise and, as Shane says, nasty. Yeah. Got that nasty streak in it. But I, I agree, like, they should have got to the semis. They should, well, they should have been getting to the final with that squad. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Or, the squad well, that they've got is is ridiculous. I mean, they, I think they're the only team that you they've used all tw- or they did use all twenty six players when they brought that uh, Everton on the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the the play so it's it, it's mad because like when you like say when you're watching like they're a joy to watch and stuff. They play so gung ho, mm. but then it's like you look at who they've got in defenses like Militao and like say Thiago Silva. I think they were they, it was probably it hurt them not having the like the fullbacks, um, because or full strength fullbacks anyway. I think they were yeah. out, even without them in the games that they won. I think that was positions that they they were hurting the most as well. It's like you know with France with their defense as well without them, them without being with five starters before the World Cup. Yeah. But the team goals, like the Neymar one as well, like the one twos, the the, the two or three passes, and then like Andrew say where they, they just know where each other are and stuff like that. Yeah. And it helps that you've got the likes of like Rodrigo and Vinicius and uh Militao play together and Fred yeah. and Casemiro to spread across all like the the big teams. Yeah. Uh, but I. I I mean, even though he's left us, I, I enjoyed watching Richardson and him enjoying his football as well. Yeah, no fair just, play to him. He deserves it, like. Yeah, just so I mean, he's. I mean, it's hard for him to get into the Spurs squad with Kane being there, but that was always going to be the problem. But mm. I think that's what makes it more frustrating as well. But yeah, definitely. Um, Gabriel Jesus well yeah, injuring his knee, I think, wasn't it? So he's he's out for a while now. Here's a quick question for you. If Croatia win the World Cup, does Modric win the Ballon d'Or again? I know this is a slightly different because the World Cup is basically mm. at the start of voting, like the New Year started. Yeah. So the Ballon d'Or basically hasn't it. So yeah. if he goes and wins La Liga with Real Madrid and he's a World Cup winner, surely got to be in the conversation for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. 100%. It's a show because there's not really like, I mean, there's not really anybody that properly stands out like the usually mm-hmm. is like when you've had the Messi's and Ronaldo's and like even I think probably this year mostly over like the past couple of years you're probably going to see a lot of different uh, team of the years like the 11 yeah 
So it's like it, it, he'd be in with the show, and with the way Ancelotti has them playing, it's like you wouldn't be surprised if they won like the you know the Champions League, the the league, yeah. and then the cups that they've got. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, Argentina and Croatia in the uh, the first semi final there, on one side, and then on the other side, we'll just start off with, um, Morocco and Portugal, which again I thought was another brilliant, brilliant game. Morocco, I just surprised everyone. First African team to get to a World Cup semi final, and they fully deserved it as well. Like they've been sensational. They beat Belgium, they beat Spain, they beat Portugal. Um, Andrew, what's your thoughts on on Morocco? Because that coach has only been there a matter of three months, I think, as well. Yeah, and that's nuts, like, to get that kind of collective fight and camaraderie and just effort um, really speaks to his ability to motivate. Yeah. Um, That new manager bounces. Incredible. (laughs) Um, But the the way they played, like, it just – they were infuriating, and they Mm. did it perfectly. And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they seem to have a nice game plan, like, and they just stuck to it because they they made quite a lot of subs because they've they've had a few injuries this tournament as well. But every single player who steps in, done the job perfect. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they defended resolutely, and Amrabat in midfield, nothing gets past them, and then they just hit everyone on the counter attack. Um, Lee, are, are you surprised with how good Morocco are? Like, yeah, very surprised. No, no disrespect to them, or yeah. Um, I mean, if anyone's got them in a sweep, fair play. <laughs> you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been thinking sitting there when you open that envelope going, oh, yeah, shit. definitely <laughs> not getting that on here. So, well, no, I, I that, that was my even though it was only a one 0 that's my favorite game I've watched so far. Yeah, just this year, like the, they were just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that's the only words I can use to describe every player. I don't. I mean, if Little Quip do their ratings, I be, wouldn't be surprised if every one of them got like an eight or a nine. Yeah. They were just unbelievable. So, fair play to them. Like yeah. I said, John, first African team to ever get to a World Cup semi final. Yeah, it's big. It's huge. Um, when you consider like the amount, you know, the African teams that we've seen, we've seen some nice Nigerian teams, we've seen Ivory Coast, Cameroon. You've had some really good players, you know, Eto and all them, but. Morocco to do it first without a standout world class star, just brilliant, just just magic, isn't it? It's what the World Cup's all about. Like, um, do you know what? It wouldn't shock me now though if they go and beat France. Yeah. No. I mean the way I mean France went that great for long periods against England, which we'll get on to. But mm. I think if they can that game plan works against France, they could easily go and win again. Yeah. And what a story that would be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you only had 27% possession against Portugal, but it doesn't matter. Got the job done. Uh, Shane, you disappointed with Portugal, mate? And what do you make of the whole Ronaldo situation? That he sat on the bench for the last two or three games now. Um, I mean, after the 6-1, I think it was 6-1 against Switzerland, mm-hmm. Like you'd say, okay, do you know what, fair enough. I'm not going to change anything, but What's wrong with them? Like, why? Why did he? Or well, what happened? Like, break it down for us. So, I, with Portugal, I, I get like the vibe that um, with a lot of like Belgium probably as well, where mm. they've got so many star players, and just sometimes it just doesn't feel like it, it clicks. 
Yeah. yeah, like you say, you had that that big uh, that big win that you got without Ronaldo in the team. Mm. Um, I thought like, I mean that he hasn't helped himself, but I, I've said like off pod as well, like that the media is just gunning for Ronaldo. And, yeah, like that that win was just more ammunition to say look, he didn't need him, sort of thing. Yeah, but I I watched the video on um he he's a he's a content creator, but he's he, he's Portuguese and he was saying like. The, the same thing about the media and then saying that well Ronaldo didn't play because they played with a more uh, offensive midfield like they had uh, Bruno um, Bruno Bernardo and it was uh, I can't can't think of who the other midfielder was but didn't play with like the, the likes of like Pereira or William Cavallo so, yeah. so they needed that forward Giancarlo Ramos that, that'll move whereas obviously we know Ronaldo now doesn't Famously, do the press source thing, but yeah, I, I thought we'd have got more out of but I think that's been a, the same with a lot of the bigger sides as well through this World Cup, which is what's made it uh, what it has been probably one of the best World Cups that I, what will one of the best that I've watched. Yeah, and definitely. with Morocco, Morocco just goes to show that if the whole team's on the same page and they all dig in and they can get that result. Yeah. And it's like the fight in them as well, like you're saying. Like, uh, I watched Amrabat's interview after the game and he, he, he was playing on injections as well. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in his knee or in his leg. You say he, he was getting told to just sit out of that game or they'd bring him on for however many minutes and he said, no, I'm not letting Morocco down. And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what you want. Like, you know, players just putting the bodies on the line for the cause. Like, it's... Don't see enough of that, like with football now. Um, no, that's what I. That's sorry. That's that's, that's all. Like I want to say, like I, I was saying, off pod as well about Simeone. Like that. Yeah. That is just what I want to see. Like Everton playing. Like it's just the the, the what. Why we sound apparently sound more high for the shit yeah. Like the shit mm. and like the 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 team playing like just fighting for each other. Like for the badge, as it said. Yeah, like makes that's if you miss uh, Funes Mori, even though he was he was crap, but he had, that, that, he had yeah. that in him, like he had that dog in him. Um, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Mina puts his body on the line every time he gets out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> um, Andrew Morocco's goal. It was a very Ronaldo-esque goal. Um, they broke yeah. excellent, really, really well, like down the left hand side, put a fantastic cross in, and the guy. He, he looked like a prime Ronaldo with that leap. He was just head and shoulders above everyone else. It was just, just a really weird goal. Like so, every time they went forward, Morocco, you know, they broke with purpose. They knew exactly what they wanted to do, and they executed all of their attacks very, very well. Um, I mean, I, I say it again, but it just comes down to the coaching, doesn't it? Like you can clearly see a plan in such a short space of time. Which, you know, not trying to go back to Everton at all, but on a World Cup pod, but. I just, you know, the lack of a plan it astounds me. So, to, you know, just to have a, a a team that you can say, do you know what, this is what we're going to do, and yeah. we know damn well that they're going to put, they got all their effort into it and do it. But the goal itself was just brilliant. Yeah, well, I think it's not just necessarily the coaching because many coaches could draw up the X's and O's and make mm. it look like that. Yeah. But the commitment and the belief and the character of each individual out there. Yeah. They, I mean, it's a very not a talent-rich pool when your mm. population is like the size of Connecticut. 
Yep. Um, so they got the right players in place to execute that vision. Yeah, certainly do, mate. Certainly do. I think um, the 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 nation as well that I've got the most uh, out of nation players as well. Yeah, a lot of their players are French and Dutch. Yep. Um, I believe so. Yeah. It's all. It's also just seeing a team play. Could the like a, a hint of like free like they've got nothing to lose. Like you say, yeah. like no African team's gone that far, and like you say, like Portugal and like Argentina when they played Saudi Arabia, it's like they they need to win them games, and it's yeah. like these teams have got that that um ability to just go out and go, you know what, we'll put hundred and ten percent in on the pitch and like hope for the best sort of thing, but yeah. Like you say as well, on top of that, it looked like they had a game plan which was executed. Yeah, definitely. Um, shout out to the goalkeeper as well, Bunu from uh, Sevilla. I think he's, he's top class. He's, he's just brilliant. Um, and then obviously the, the defense, like Hakimi, is just this World Cup. He's he's been sensational. If he did, if he wasn't already playing for PSG, he would be afterwards. He's just he's been magnificent. Um. And then moving forward, Ziyech has been okay. Um, and Naziri Bufal as well, he's been fantastic. Just, as you say, the, apart from the likes of Hakimi and Ziyech, there's not like a world-class star there, um, but it's just how they execute it. And even the, the full-backs, like some of the left-backs that came out, I can't even pronounce his name, but I'm not even going to bother trying. But... Is it is it Mizrao from... Um, no, he was, he was injured that game against Portugal. Oh, okay. yeah. um, they had another fella coming in, but doesn't matter like they just they knew exactly what they wanted to do and they were all going to do there's no ego there whatsoever um you know it's, it's just brilliant to see so yeah hopefully they can they can do something against france but hey guys we really hope that you're enjoying the world cup as much as us at the minute not to mention we hope that you're enjoying these podcasts as much as we are doing them it really is a nice welcome break from club football i would just like to remind you that over at manscaped.com, you can still use our code EAW20, which gives you 20% off any purchases and free shipping worldwide. That with it getting close to Christmas, it could be a good option for a parent. Not to mention, you can get your dad one, and by February it could be yours, because he might not use it, so double borrow. But anyway, not just that. The fact that you're watching four games a day, more likely, you're probably in the doghouse with the wife, so... Whenever you get out of it, you might as well look good and enjoy it. But anyway, thank you very much for all the support we've had so far. It's really, really helped, and we hope that you can keep doing that because we love doing this. It's brilliant. So remember, EAW20 at Manscaped.com and have your World Cup conquers looking the part. Now back to the show. Cheers. We'll just come on to the England and France game then. Um, Lee, I'll start with you on this one, mate. Just... Disappointing. I'm not. I'm, I really don't know why England insisted on being so slow in the build-up and playing to the French. I mean, just just literally handing it to them on a plate, being so slow and static. Um, just poor. Very pretty poor, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was I think that game. I, I didn't even realise I seen it on Twitter today. James Madison hasn't played a single minute. Yeah. Mm. I mean. Don't get me wrong, Rice, Bellingham, and Henderson are all good in their own right. But mm. none of them, none of them can play the ball as quick as him, and play through the lines as yeah. quick as him. 
Yeah. And he's been playing well. I mean, Leicester didn't have the best to start, but he was the one player. I think he's got about eight league goals, this seven or eight league goals already this season. Yeah. And a few assists. So I just that when you look at that first half, especially, I thought England were much better than the second half. But the first half, that game was crying out for a Grealish or a Madison, mm. especially in that middle of that park. So yeah. you know, I thought I thought England were the better team, to be fair. Mm. Um but at the end of the day, like Portugal, well, we actually played better than Portugal, to be fair. But if you don't mm. score goals, we didn't take chances. Yeah. I thought the referee was shot him. And I'm not using that as an excuse, but I mean, even the second penalty we got, how on earth he doesn't, he, you look at the angle he's got, he's in the perfect position. Yeah. Because not even, Hernandez is not even looking. He's looking at Mount, the back of Mount's shirt. Yeah. He's no, no attempt to play the ball. Mm. And obviously we got it and obviously Kane missed, but I mean, that was just one of many decisions that was yeah. just poor. It was awful. It was... I mean, it's not an excuse. France obviously scored the goals, got through, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm not too this. I'm not England's biggest fan. I'm not a hater, but I'm not. I mean, I'm more got at that. Everton are on the horizon, coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, no, I, I think it was an opportunity missed there, especially with France not potentially having the best squad that they yeah. could have. Mm. But. Yeah, their defence is, is a bit shaky. Like, um, Upper Meccano, I think, is, is crap in my opinion. I know he plays for Bayern and stuff, but it, I don't rate him that highly. And a couple of times he looked a bit shaky. Um, Andrew, did you manage to watch the game? Um, and, and what's your thoughts, like, overall from a neutral perspective? I just, uh, Southgate's tactics infuriate me, his loyalty specifically to Kane, I think is kind of the biggest problem yeah. around it because Kane is not fast. And I think the whole team is built around that facet and why you won't get a Madison or somebody who can make a move quicker because Kane can't receive it quicker. As yeah. good as Kane is, and I'm not trying to slate the man, he's mm. not quick at all and his angle's fucked. Yeah. So they have to kind of do everything around that. And the fact that what Kane scored no group goals yeah. and... I don't know. It just Southgate's legacy always being linked to penalties, be it his no. own miss or, you know, Saka, Rashford, and who was the third one? Uh, oh, God. From the Euros. Um, Sancho. Sancho, yeah. Sancho, Sancho. yes. Um, and now this no goals created in open play. Yep. I just, I don't think Southgate is the right man for the talent that England has right now. Mm. There's such dynamism and such potency if they could be unleashed and if you'd be willing to look at people outside of the big six a bit more. Mm. I mean, yeah. obviously you've got, you know, Bellingham out there, you know, that kind of counts. But yeah. <laughs> the, the subs, why, 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 why did that? Yeah. I never thought I'd see anyone make a sub later than Carlo Ancelotti. And boy, was I wrong. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Shane, talk about Southgate's decision-making because, as Andrew just said there, Saka, was, he was rinsing Hernandez on that on that side there. He, he had him on toast, and then he takes him off. And I'm thinking, why? He's just The man's just won one or two penalties there. He's, he's rinsed him, um, and you're bringing him off. like, and, and then you leave it up to Rashford to try and score that free kick really late on. But, 
what's your thoughts, mate, on 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 the game overall there? Well, it's, uh, the the game in itself is just a lot to unpack. It's like starting off with like where you said with Saka, it felt like it took him a bit to get into the game, and then when he was starting to actually like pose even more of a threat, he just he, he took him off. Yeah. When I was watching it, I thought that it would have benefited us a lot having Rashford on the pitch with the way that Kane plays. Yeah. We basically play as like a false nine. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like City when they play. He drops yeah. that key. Just well, it, it says everything when Maguire or Stones are on the ball and the, they stood there with the two arms out screaming, like, where, where's the pass, where's the through ball? Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's just Mount coming on, where I don't know, like, loyalties, like Andrew said, I think. Even though yeah. he got, the, he got the, the penalty, I think any player could have made that run and he, got, he just gets wiped out anyway. He hasn't done anything special for it. Yeah, Grealish yeah. should have come on a lot earlier. It's just that, like you say, decision making is frustrating, and it's like people. I mean, he's a he's a different category on his own, Messi. But people will talk about like the ball that he can play through and stuff like that, and it's like mm. you've got a player there in Foden, yeah, who you can play behind Kane, yeah, that can make those turns, can make them passes. He's so like he's so acute and um like tardy on the ball, and he he was in the game to be fair, yeah. And just because he plays out there for City, which I think he's forced out there because you've got De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva who's in that midfield. Yeah. It's like, I just feel like he'd be more effective as a, as a 10 anyway. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Like, you don't need Rice and Henderson and Bellingham. Like, just Henderson, I mean, he he's a decent player and he, and he runs a lot and, he, and he'll try and tackle, but... He had a really poor game. He just kept running into people and fouling them all the time. Um, I'd have took him off, put Foden back in midfield, and then put Rashford up top maybe or or out mm-hmm. wide or whatever. But just it's just just too defensive. Like the performance was just lethargic. Um, and even when you oh, yes. go forward and, and create a chance, it's still very very slow and it's just like a half chance almost. Yeah, I think I think it's like. Uh... Like said before about like this this teams without five of the best players before the World Cup even started. This is our best chance, yeah, to go out and beat this. Like to be France, I think the last time England played them, it was like um we had like Glenn Johnson and stuff like that in the side, yeah. Um and the players that they were missing and they they've beat us two one and the players that they were missing. Oh, the likes Benzema uh, and Kunku who's been on fire mm. you've got Pogba was missing I think uh, Matuidi was meant to be in the squad I mean he's older but he's still effective yeah uh, Kimpembe as well at centre back which would yeah. have absolutely showed up that back like we, we do for Meccano like you say yeah. and Canate is the stronger out of the two of them but defensively that's where they that's why it's frustrating like you say it's like defensively is where they're shaky yeah you know, Hernandez, like, as, as bullish as he was with to give him that foul away, but how far forward he gets as well. Yeah. Um, And then the centre-halves, not being the first starter centre-halves, and then you think, well, let, let's, all the attacking players we've got, let's just go for it, and then it's so slow to build up, like you say, so that, I think that's what's more frustrating about it. Yeah, definitely. That's the right word, frustrating. Um. 
Lee, do you think we dealt with Mbappe pretty well? Because he hadn't pretty. I would just about to say I've seen a lot of people slating, especially like don't want to call them like not the big journalists, but like lower level journalists. <laughs> and you're like saying he he had a poor game because he didn't get forward. Mm. He's playing against arguably one of the best players in the world. Do you know what I mean? And apart from I think twice where it didn't actually lead to nothing anyway, but he did get past them once or twice. Yeah. I mean, if you're limiting Kylian Mbappe to one or two runs past you, mm. that's that's a good day on the office, that. Yeah. Yes, he didn't get forward, but, I mean, considering Walker's known for going forward more defensively, I thought yeah. he handled with him. I thought he handled him very well. Yeah. So, I agree with that. Yeah. Fair play, fair play to him because he did have a good game walker. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I don't think he'd have been a lot. He just couldn't go forward because as no. soon as you, as soon as you lose that ball, anyway, I think the first goal come from that. Yeah. As soon as you lose that ball, and Bahre is gone, and it's mm. just like that first goal was so frustrating. There was what more so as well was because when they received the ball like so many yards out from the box, it was like it took like literally. What felt like twenty seconds was like yep. three seconds to let you close down, and then eventually Bellingham gets like a whisker away. But it was just too late. There's just no agency at all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about the we'll break the goals down then. So we'll just talk about France's first goal with and Chewy many. Um, and I've seen a lot of people criticizing Pickford and and saying you know you yes. should have got to it and what have you, but. I don't think he. I don't think he saw it till really late. Um, and also there was just too much pace on the ball anyway. In the and it was perfectly in the corner, like so. I don't think any keeper would have got there. Um, considering the amount of bodies that were in front of him, like so. Um, they, uh, do you feel like the midfield could have done better there in, in closing them down and just you know stopping the space as Shane just said there, like. Yeah, it was just a a series of just not. Like giving a hundred percent on every phase of play, yeah, that led to it really. It was just a, just a lack of concentration. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was a great passage of play from France. I mean, it was a good ball out wide and that, but it wasn't like the like the Brazil goal where it's just one touch or a prime Arsenal from years ago. Yeah, you get me. But just a lapse, and then as I, as you say, I think by the time Pickford seen it, it was right. It was going past him. Yeah, it was. It was it that sweetly. And there was that many bodies in the way. So I don't... I mean, I am being biased, like, because I'm an Evertonian, but I don't think you can put any blame on Pickford there. Mm. Um, yep. Well, even if you, even if you you know, he was at fault for it, he, he still made, like, two or three outstanding saves after that. I think there was one yeah. which was, like, a point blank from, from Giroud inside the six-yard box. And he just... He, he just... Like, his reflexes are just outstanding. So, you know, he still kept you in it, even, even at that point, like... Um, and obviously we get the the penalty. Um, his first pen, Harry Kane. Like I, I'm looking at that, thinking, all right, Larice, he's gonna save this because he he plays with the guy week in week out in with Spurs. Um, and surely he's gonna have like a little card on it or something written down on his bottle or whatever to say, you know, and when he shoot, you know, shots Kane's put to the left or whatever. But for some reason he goes the the wrong way, which you know goes in our benefit, like, but. The second one, um, the second penalty. I don't know what, 
Harry Kane, you can tell, like, because he took too long for me. He took way too long, so you, you, you're just thinking he's going to miss this. He looks scared. He looks like he's feeling the pressure. Um, and he just completely blew into it over the bar, like, and I just, I just don't know why someone else wouldn't take it at that point. Like, 84 minutes, you know, and you're trying to score this second pen to try and take it into extra time, and you could tell he was just feeling it, like, and, yeah, he just, just blooned it, like, but... um. But having said that, I don't even know if there is any other penalty takers in the squad. Like, who, would, who realistically would you put on it? Like, I haven't seen Foden take any pens. Henderson, I don't Kane. think he... What's well, that, sorry? Kane. Kane. He, he just, as you said, though, he did look nervous. He's the only one that should be taking pens in that team. Yeah. In, know, in regular time. Yeah. yeah. I know that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we go. I know Saka's... Arsenal's penalty taker when he plays like, but obviously then there's the whole thing of the pressure of him when he messed up the Euros. But yeah, I think with the the, the Kane's second one is is that he it's like he he's gone for the same place but tried even harder to get it into the corner. Yeah, and it doesn't even look like he's leaning that far back neither because he's got that whole motion of where like he sort of like leans over the ball when he strikes it. Yeah, yeah. but then I I just had a I just had a bad feeling before that. He, before he even walked up to that because with the first one with the pressure of it he, it was the I think it was like the ref was like slowing it down because the mm. keeper or something yeah. so we had that whole time of like processing that and then it was like oh he, he could miss this he's had too long Yeah. and then like you say the second one it's just it's like so, with the whole game in itself it was like there's so many like far margins and then obviously the whole Southgate problem as well as like yeah. you know Kane scores, do we go to extra time and win it? Do we go to pens or if the ref's better? Do we get, like, we could have had one or two more pens, but. Yeah. As, what do you think of Southgate? Like, do, would you would you just get rid or would you keep him on for the Euros? I, I don't think the FA will sack him. I think if he goes, it, it's off his own accord. Yeah. Um. Because my head fell into my hands when the commentator said, oh, Gareth's still got till the end of the Euro contract. <laughs> and I was like, not again. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's, it's like, I, I can't remember them all at the top of my head, but it was like, it, I, I was watching something else and they were talking about him. Like, the, every time he's, apart from the Germany game, I think it's every time he's faced a, a, a bigger side, he's failed mm. against them. Yeah. And he's never like actually like tactically won a game because every mm-hmm. game that he's won in the group stages and early knockouts is against teams that we should be beating with the players we've got. Yeah. Around Wales, Senegal, and then in the Euros, it was the teams that we had in that group. It's like we always notoriously get like the easy groups. Yeah. That's and true. It, it, and it, it, it paints it like a like a light on him and that oh like he smashed it like oh we we beat around six two. It's like loads of goals. <laughs> it's like. But it's like anybody, like any any team could can, can do that. Look at Spain winning six 0 and then like they, they go on to do what they done sort of thing. But yeah. Yeah. I think the I think the most the, the outstanding like comment that I've seen is that is like what you said earlier with Netherlands having Koeman now again, and then with Belgium having Martinez, and with us having Southgate. I think if it carries on further than now, you're wasting the. The time we've got with this is what pundits, past players, and what fans would probably say is the best England side we've ever had collectively. Yeah. Anyway, mm. yeah. In terms of the depth, probably so. Yeah, 
Like we have and the technical players as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I know you've had the likes of like someone like Joe Cole and Wayne Rooney, but this squad's got about six or seven players who who are, who you think play for a different country. Yeah, technical yeah, ability yeah. wise, the, it, it's not what we're known for normally in England. That is it really? Not mm. until about ten years ago. Yeah, and this true. is like the first crop of them players that are coming through who are like. Technically gifted, yeah, definitely. Well, I think when I think when Southgate got the job, I think the FA actually at the, not uh, it was I think it was like a seven year plan. They knew the players that they had coming through, and they said that it was this World Cup that he had to win with yeah. them, which could be a thing that goes against them with the FA. Mm. But it it's like that it's the the word generational gets thrown around far too much, but you have got two players like in Foden and Bellingham especially as well. Yeah. Who are gonna be playing for you know, the, the Foden's playing for City, but he could easily fit in if if they were in the prime, like get back to the way they used to play, but like a Barca squad or a Real Madrid squad like Jude Bellingham could be there yeah. in the summer. Easily. I'd Saka in that as well. I I, I, yeah. Saka, I think he's unbelievable. Mm. I yeah. do. Yeah, I'd um, agree with that actually. Um I think he'll go to the as I said it on a pod a few weeks on one of the last World Cup ones, I think he will go to the top of the game, Saka. Mm. Yeah, because I, I think in Foden and Bellingham and like you could even say maybe even Rice in some cases as well. It's like there isn't a team that they don't get put into that doesn't improve them. Yeah. That's true. Um so it's like you're running the risk of like of wait, like what like you say, just wasting that time with these players when you could have someone who goes in there and knows what they're doing with these type of players. Yeah, Southgate was a Premier League manager with a thirty percent win rate. Mm. He hasn't managed any players like this before, and yeah. props to him as well because he's got like the media on side and they don't seem to be as harsh on the England players as well. And the team themselves, from yeah. what past players have said. Mm. About the fact that back in the day, like the Liverpool players and the United players and Chelsea players all sat separately, and yeah, because you'd still have the clubs on the red sort of thing. It's like yeah. now that you see behind the scenes and they all look like they're, like they're having a laugh, and it's, it's good to see, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. his biggest, that's his biggest. Um, well, if he doesn't win a tournament, that would be his biggest achievement is changing the whole culture yeah. and the way the public look at the England team because. As I say, yeah. I was listening to Mika Richards on the top 10 and he even said it's calmed down a lot. Like every tournament you'd see a scandal a week before yeah. the tournament on the front page. Yeah. Think of Italia 90 um, where they turned on Bobby Robson. Yeah. What was it, 96 with the dentist chair and that? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So he has done that as well, but I think he's changed the culture of the actual team. They do, as Shane yeah. said, they look, they look like they enjoy being with each other, mm. whereas you normally see that with like Spain when they were dominant. Uh, mm. They were just literally, even though they were big, massive rivals, Real Madrid and Barcelona, the majority of them squads, they just loved each other once they put that Spain shirt on. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah, it's, oh. it's just a case of like, like we've seen what he can do, Southgate. And it's just like if, if you want to roll the dice again and, and try it again with the same kind of style. Of, or whether you just want to like, just do something completely different because these tournaments like they come around every two years. But um, before you know it, like it, 
you know, you're 32, like, and then you've you've only played maybe one or two World Cups and the Euros, and you're just thinking, like, like where's the time gone? And it's been wasted, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, just to try and I'd roll the dice, me, and just, just get someone else in. I would. Um, God knows who, who that'll be. That? I have no idea, honestly. I, I have no idea whatsoever, but um, I just think, like, it's gone stale. Like, it's football, like, it's football and things just gone stale, like, his whole style. Um, and there's, like you say, he just gets stuck with certain teams. Like, you know, if, if there's a team that's equal or better than England, he'll just fail and come up short. Like, and and his game plan for that for those games is literally just try and keep them out and see what happens. That's you're not going to win a tournament by by doing that. Um, I don't know. He, as you say, he's done he's done really well. Like, and he and he's probably you know apart from you know Alf Ramsey or something like that. You know, he's. Is, is is he right up there in terms of the most successful England managers that we've had? He, probably, yeah. He's probably in the top three. But on paper, on paper, he is because he's got the the only yeah. other manager to get to a final, isn't he? Yeah. No mm. other England men's manager has got to a final. Yeah. So yeah, in that regard, th- he is. I think it shows with the FA, and I've only just, it's only just popped into me head about. Stars are playing stuff was the fact that the manager we had before Southgate was Allardyce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot that that was even a thing. He got sacked before he'd done anything, but yeah. like, imagine going, into, imagine going yeah. into World Cups with him. Yeah. Didn't he win well, his first game? Is that one and only game like four to five nil? Allardyce, and he yeah. got sacked or something, didn't he? Yeah, I think like the the the, the uh, what are they called the European nations, what we got relegated out of. Oh yeah, like even yeah. them games are like are like prime examples. Like you've got all them players, and like he he took he took away with them. It was it, it Arvin Tony didn't even use him. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna go out and you're gonna play them tactics and you're gonna get beat by these teams or whatever. That like, like I mean, he used Callum Wilson, and then we hardly seen him in the World Cup when we probably yeah. could have or should have. Mm. But like like I think Andrew was saying as well before, like we. If you got another manager and there's even players outside the top six that like your Ivan Tonys and probably or maybe if he ever stayed fit, Calvert Lewin. Yeah. Players players of that, like that ilk that they'd be able to get even something out of them as well. Like the squad death that England have got is ridiculous. Yeah. It is, definitely. Um one one is another fellow who's thirty six and just keeps getting better with age, Olivier Giroud. Um and it, it it's just He's just brilliant. Like in the six-yard box, he's he's just phenomenal. He knows like exactly where to be because he hasn't got any pace, but his positional awareness is is just brilliant. And you know, some of the he's he's like a he's like his Latin Ibrahimovic, and like with his with his uh you know a style of finishing, he likes the acrobatics and stuff like that. But he he's just brilliant. Like and Stones and Maguire. I don't know if if you can't stop Giroud, like he, he shouldn't be playing for England. No offense, Giroud's brilliant and he's won a league title with AC Milan. I get that, but he's he's got he's not like an Mbappe where you're constantly looking over your shoulder in case he's just blitzed you. He's in front of you. You know where he is. You know he's not going to run past you. So he sh- realistically, he should be like defending with a hand on him and just keeping him there. You should be able to do that. Do you know what I mean? As a centre back, but. I don't know. What's your thoughts on on Giroud, lads? Because he's just phenomenal, isn't he? Just he's class, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he'll go down as one of the most underrated play players to play in the Premier League. 
Yeah. And underappreciated by other fans that, that he didn't Huge, play yeah. for. Massively. Because you actually look at what he's won. He's virtually won everything in the game. Yeah. <laughs> was, he, was he at Chelsea when they won the Champions League? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's won the World yeah. Cup. He's actually won. He actually won a league title with Montpellier as well. He was yeah, he like when they won. Yep. Like FA one of the last Cups teams should... to win a title. Yeah. Like FA Cup to Arsenal as well. Yeah. And yeah. then, um... and then as soon as he goes to Milan, he win the first league title in God knows how long. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you get an out of him when you sign. I mean, you think you would. Like with Everton signing Rondon, that's what they think they were getting out of a player like that. <laughs> but like, like you were saying though, with the defenders as well as like, don't the, I mean, Maguire especially, especially is like that. That's the type of forward you want to be playing against. Someone yeah. that is just they're not as mobile. Than mm. someone that you're getting up and you're challenging to others, like you say, yeah. and it's uh, I don't know, it's it, it's 50-50 of like. They should be dealing with that, but then it's like you're underwriting Giroud with how, how good he is and so yeah. and and how how nice it is for him as well to have him back right to his left and then he's got Griezmann behind him because I think he's another player who's this tournament especially as well. Yeah. He's he's um he, he Griezmann's been doing for France all tournament. What well, I think Foden could have been or should have been doing for us. Yeah, definitely. In that position, yeah, he was. He was. He was classing that game against us there. Yeah. To be fair, he's got. He's got and a nice link up with Giroud. Like he, he just knows exactly but, where he is for the cross. He's got Dembele on the right as well, hasn't he? He's had yeah. a good tournament, I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't watch. I don't watch Spanish football, to be fair. So I don't mm. know how he's been getting on for Barca. Yeah. But... I think he's actually been scoring now. I don't know whether he's signed his new contract or not, but mm. he, he's injury prone as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. They're another side fans with the like they've they've probably got two or three squads that they could win the World Cup with. Yeah. yeah. They say without them five players, but then it's like off the bench, you know, they take the I think they might have took them belly off and they brought Kingsley Coleman on, who's another yeah. player who's won in every country he's played in. Yeah. So yep. Yeah. Got loads of talent. Like I think uh Deschamps is just renewed his contract for another two years as well so which he deserves it to be fair he's, he's done he's done really well because you know we were saying before the tournament like are they going to gel because you know france sometimes they've, they've had a, you know a few issues like with the chemistry or whatever but he's another one who just seems to be pulling them together and all playing for each other and whatever rabio is he's we know like he's had some problems with juventus and whatever and and psg but for France, he's just outstanding. Like in the middle, in the midfield, he's a tank. Um, yeah, they just they look really dangerous. Like, um, all right, predictions then. So, Argentina versus Croatia. Shane, I'll start with you, mate. What's your who do you see going through there to the final? Argentina. Yeah. Uh, I just think uh, not underestimating Croatia. Just more Argentina. I've got Messi. Yeah, and I think that I think that could as well be like a, a like another game like Argentina just had with Holland, like quite scrappy. But yeah, um, I, th- I don't know. It's I didn't fancy Argentina watching them through the groups, but now mm-hmm. seeing them progressing through after that, it's just like it feels like it's just going to be inevitable. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that's the case. Um, Lee, what what's your thoughts, mate, on that one? Yeah, slight. Like... 
slightly towards Argentina, but mm. I would not be surprised if Croatia win. Yeah, I mean, if you actually look at it, um, you've got the more experience in World mm. Cups. Yeah, they have. Although Argentina did win the Copa America, so mm. I mean, I think it is just written. The more this tournament goes on, and you look, it's just written. Yeah. For Messi to get to that final and finally win it, mm-hmm. yeah, oh. he's already, you know, Ronaldo's just gone out as well, so he's he'll be flying Messi like he'll be well up for it now. Do you reckon uh, it I spoils think... it if Croatia win? It win that game and Messi goes out of the tournament then. Yeah, no. well, the thing is, like, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, I'd just say fair play to Croatia because you fully mm. deserved it. Like you, you've been outstanding, and I wouldn't even be mad at that. Do you know what I mean? I'd be. Mm. Like, I want Messi to win for his legacy and what have you, but the same can be said for Modric, you know what I mean? Like, it just adds to his legacy as one of the best. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a good game, like. Um, France against Morocco. Lee, you, you said before that, you know, Morocco could give them a good game there because if they keep them back quiet, they've got a chance, haven't they? I think both games could be tight. I don't see team any... I... Any team winning like a four to five nil, you yeah. know what I mean? Especially the way Morocco have been playing. Mm. I think they still well. They've got the best defense, haven't they? Yeah, they have actually. Yeah, in the tournament, and the way they're taking the chances they get, it would not surprise me. But you would expect France to go through. I yeah, mm. Lord of averages are they're not going to be able to keep producing these performances against these big bigger nations. But yeah. Maybe they've got one or two more left in them. Who knows? Yeah. But now that's shade in France. But again, mm. I wouldn't. I think I wouldn't be surprised if you had the Croatian Morocco final. Yeah. Although that's probably the most unfancied final. But <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love it personally. Like I, I just think it'd be incredible just for football in general. Like, um, yeah. Shane, what about you, mate? Who have you got for that one? I want to throw a curveball and say Morocco. Yes, he's right. Go on. <laughs> I, just, I, I just, after watching France in that England game, I was just I mean, obviously, in the same case of like Argentina, if, if Mbappe balls out, then it's, yeah. you know, it's a good night. But mm. like we've seen, if you've, if you've got, um, you know, it's, it's Hakimi, sorry, who, who's playing, who's going to be playing against him. He's not yeah. lacking. Probably yep. quick. He's probably about the same pace, or you know, there are there about us in Bafé. So yeah, that, that if anyone knows him as well, yeah. If anyone knows him, it's going to be him. Yeah, he's his teammate at PSG, and he so yeah, yeah. You know what I just think that they, if they if they do what they've done and they dig in, and you know, like you said, they've got those players like Hakimi and Ziyech and. The the forward El El Nasser, I think his name is. He, yeah. he seems like he's quite decent as well. Um, They've uh, got Buffal as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, he at yeah. Southampton? Oh no, that was Buffal. You know, yeah, he was at West, uh, West Ham, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, just brilliant. Was it someone think... like Sunderland he played for or something? No, was it someone else? I'm thinking of. No, I'm sure that Buffal did play for Southampton, didn't he? Southampton, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah fans might have too much, but I, I just I just fancy Morocco in that game. I, I, maybe I'm just sour against France, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> guess fifty to one for the like what easily fifty sixty to one for Croatia, and 
Maar dat is wel dubbel. Maar je trouwt zo'n lang, Ja, imagine that though. Monaco, first African team to get to the semi-final and the final in the same tournament. That'd be insane, like. Just... Yeah. Just brilliant, like, and, you know, as I said before, you've only got to look at some of the fantastic African teams, like, who haven't been this far in the World Cup. It's just well, mental. The pressure is off them. They've already made history. Yeah, that's All true. All the pressure is going to be on France, defending champions. Yeah. Aussie beat England. Yeah. Do you know what I'm Honestly, I, I'm actually, I'm actually gonna change. I'm gonna go Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope yeah. that it's not. A, I just hope it's not spoiled by the refs. Yeah, like, I, I feel like there could be like a trend coming on or something, and it's like it's just gonna be a fashionable thing for France mm. to retain it or something, and it's yeah, le- like it's leaned towards them. I mean, I, I'm not saying that the the refs are uh, I'm not saying that they're getting paid off or not, but you know. <laughs> Some of the games well, have been quite suspect, especially yeah. that first Qatar game. <laughs> yeah. There was um, plenty, of, plenty of brown envelopes to get the wealth up there, so yeah, of course, it yeah. would not surprise me. Did you, the referees do wear that FIFA badge on the on the shirt? So Yeah. They, they all just seem to have like me. just massive egos. The refs, like, they, they want the show to be about them. Do you know what I mean? And well, the I think game the plan ones have been all right, haven't they? When, uh, well, when I was we... just about to say, Andrew hit the nail on the head. You know, it's Paul when Michael Oliver and Anthony Taylor are probably the two best referees <laughs> of the tournament. <laughs> Shocking, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think the Euros was the refereeing was like was, was a good standard, wasn't it? Because then that's when yeah. the whole the like the discussion or arguments was sparked over like we should be going out out to sea for our referees like everybody yeah. else does, sort of thing. But yeah, um. I think the referees have led a lot of the games now, but then I feel like the assisted VAR has helped out a lot. Yeah. And they had the time. I'd love to see the other time in the Premier League as well. Yeah. I think I think the Premier League games on average or something, I think is like something like fifty seven minutes of football you're watching. Yeah. Something like that. I think it might I might, I might be off, but it's yeah, like they're just turning around and going, if you want to waste time, then we'll just add on the 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, it stops it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, look the thing at, with that is, like, our squad, I mean, we've got enough injuries as it is. Like, <laughs> you get relegated the first time it happens. I mean, when our mate ran onto the pitch and tied himself to the post, they helped us. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. the other time. Long live the king. Um, what was his name? Louis McKenney. Yeah, Long that's live it. Louis McKenney, eh? Genius. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's the World Cup pod, and um, we'll do an update on maybe after the semi-finals, perhaps, and do a little preview of the final or whatever. But yeah, Lee, Andrew, Shane, thanks for joining me, boys, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, Sean. Now it's time for a quick word about our sponsor, Manscaped. Big thank you to the guys over at manscaped.com for sending some products for us to check out. Manscaped are the best in the business when it comes to men's below the waist grooming products. I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've used it on my beard actually, and I'm blown away by how cool and how good this lawnmower 4.0 is. You really do make precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And it basically looks like an F117 stealth bomber for your balls. It looks that good and comes with its own little wireless charging stand, which looks like something Batman would use. So yeah, it's pretty sick. 
The performance package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer. Inside you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker for your ears and nose, crop reserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxes and the travel bag to hold all that good stuff. The ball deodorant especially guys is an absolute game changer by the way, you need it, trust me. The lawnmower 4.0 is the future of grooming and it's waterproof. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker nose and ear, and ear trimmer. And the weed whacker is also waterproof and also has manscaped skin safe technology as well which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped box, Boxes and Travel Bag. It's time to take care of yourself, so join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EAW20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Evan Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at EAW podcast at gmail.com.